Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, the Real Joe Quinn. Episode eight twenty two of the Real Deal Podcast. As all well, it's seemingly as always. Um, yeah, dude, <laughs> he's a regular. He's been a regular for the last month. Um, welcome back again, Rob Sap. How you doing, Mister Sap? I'm doing really well. How you doing, sir? I am good. Um, so we did a podcast last Wednesday. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday comes, and then early Sunday, and I'm like, you know what? Me and Seth might not do a podcast um, this week. And then North Carolina wins, so I'm like, oh damn, yep, Duke North Carolina, it's gonna, it's going down. And then Oscar night happens. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, okay, it's now it's just yeah. So things find a way to just. Bring us back together for another week. <laughs> and then some NFL stuff happens, of course. The NFL was like, you think we're going to get left out of this? Nah. Nah. So we are here. Uh, a couple of big stories that happened. One happened last night. The one that another one happened just, uh, just, just happened. Uh, let's first go um, Bruce Arians. Uh, oh, hold on. I got to get this, this sponsor in real quick. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by All Calculated Measures. Shout out to my man, Adrian McDonald, provide me a, uh, a, one of his newest his clothing line, a T-shirt, which I posted on my Instagram. Um, so hopefully we can get him on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, so All Calculated Measures, I have the uh, link on my Instagram. So if you want to hit him up for like for clothing, sweatshirts, hoodies, T-shirts, uh you can uh, go to my link and it'll be, I've, matter of fact, I'll put it on this episode as well. So want to get that in. Um, Bruce Arians resigns, question mark. Also, Bobby Wagner goes to the Rams. Let's deal with the Bruce Arians resignation as he, in essence, gets kicked upstairs to do some scout stuff, some you know upper personnel type type deal. Uh, what I have a theory on this. What are your thoughts when you first heard this? I mean, I, I got to take it from the very joking circumstance first. Um, and so when I was talking about this with my peoples at work, um, you know, it just, it just, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's my expectation is in five years, I think Brady will just flat out on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> ownership you know what i don't feel like y'all owners anymore i want to own the team and they're gonna be like yep cool you're right we'll leave all the keys and documents right here for you and you know let us know how the franchise does from now again um yeah emperor brady i think it it just is what it is so if i take it a little bit more um uh like reality based then it's more so like uh, Brady was more valuable to the Bucks than Bruce Arians was. And um, Brady gives no Fs about Bruce Arians and doesn't have any of the same obstacles in place that were there for Bill Belichick uh, in, in Foxborough. Um, in Patriots land. And so, um, yeah, I I can't read this any other way than um, Brady's not going to retire ever. And 
therefore he will need a certain type of team always and there will be significant um resources slash uh uh bending of lots of different things in order to continue to keep that roster um up to what brady will need for however long it is that he's playing um and i don't know if bruce arians would have been cool with that and and just quite flat out honestly how long he was going to be around anyway so um this is definitely management going we value brady more than bruce arians okay so first of all just shout out to bruce arians for making sure that todd bowles got the job um yeah there's a lot of credit for that um he's hired a number of black assistant coaches um and has gone out of his way to fight for black assistant coaches. So we got, I got to get that, throw that into the mix. Um, yeah, he's six, exactly. 69 years old, been around forever. He's a football lifer, 50 years in football altogether. High school, you know, he was at Temple. All of, He's been assistant, to, uh, you know, head coaches at, you know, at Indianapolis. Um, so he's a lifer football lifer 69 i think people when people see these type of decisions um we immediately go to like conspiracy theories and things of that nature we kind of dismiss 69 is not you know it's not young like like you know you want he has some i'm soon i think he has some grandkids i i don't i i, I never i don't dismiss that personal fact that you know that life factor of when you especially when you get to that age um per se but we got to call this what it is. To your point, this was Tom Brady all the way pushing out Bruce Arians, but doing it doing it very, very sophisticatedly. I don't think Tom Brady went to the ownership and said, hey, if Bruce is back, I'm not, I'm not coming back. I don't think that happened. I don't. What I think happens is, and I've seen, I've seen this in, we've seen, I've seen this over the course of my career, when you really, when you want somebody out, you start giving them responsibilities that they don't want to do. That's kind of that's kind of like a subtle way of doing it. So what I think happened with Bruce Arians, I think it's like they the organizations come up to Bruce Arians is like, yo, Tom thinks that OTA should begin at this time. Bruce, what are your thoughts? Hey, t- hey, Bruce, Tom thinks you know that we should try this with with our offense. What are your thoughts? I think some shit like that actually happened. And folks, if you don't know who what type of personality Bruce Arians is, Bruce Arians, yes, he respects Tom Brady, but Bruce Arians also loves Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians, like Bruce Arians as a coach, probably thinks he's the best coach in the world. He really like he has that level of confidence. And I listen, I'm not knocking that. You to get to that level, to get to what he's done, you have to believe that in a sense. So he He's not the, I'm kissing Brady's ass. No, no, no. He respects Brady. They had some, you know, you know, some stuff, philosophically differences last year at the beginning, you know, with their reports that came out at the beginning of the season, things of that nature. I didn't think, I think it got to a point where Bruce Arians was like, yo, man, fuck this. I'm not going to do this for a whole nother year. Um, I can spend this into like, hey, I got Todd Bowles a job. I can get kicked upstairs. I, he basically almost, in a way, it's called, it's almost came. It came two ways. I think he, I think him and the organization basically Irvin Burrell, Irvin Burrell him. Like, yeah, 
you're not going to be the coach anymore, but hey, we'll give you a nice, comfortable, you know, management job for where you got to work basically a third of the hours. So if you don't make a lot of noise about. Yes, it. if you don't right, yeah, yes, don't don't go out screaming, which he didn't. Yeah. He did not go out. He did not go out screaming. He, he this was all. He made this all about Ty Bowles. He made this all about hey, thanks to the organization. Uh, you know, even you know, um, got to coach Tom Brady. He did not. He went out very quiet. And he, but he did say too. He said, uh, "I wanted to like control. I wanted to kind of control the narrative. I didn't want to be." I didn't want to like say Brady got hurt. We be ten and seven, and then it'd be a situation where there'll be thirty candidates for the uh, coaching job. So he really, he really spent this into like I'm being progressive, hiring the black man. He kind of you know, and, and I, I said this at the top. He has hired. It's not bullshit. He has hired a number of black assistants. So that's what I think happened. Uh, what are your thoughts? No, I agree. And listen, give Arians credit. Like he is a part of the turnaround of that organization. Um, smart guy, very smart offensive guy. Um, again, we know as a, a very, very good coach, above average coach. Probably doesn't have enough wins to get into a Hall of Fame, but he has a Super Bowl. You know, um, for the Brady aspect, this was just a absolute win, 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 win for Brady on so many levels. First of all. You look at the course of Brady's career, right? He's been connected to a number of high-profile offensive minds, coordinators, per se, whereas Josh McDaniels, Charlie Wright, Weiss, uh, Bill O'Brien, a number of them. Now, we know that Brady is the major reason for the success on the field. We understand that. But those guys have gotten, those guys have eaten off Brady. They've gotten high-profile jobs because of Brady. Now you have a situation where you have Byron Leftwich, and all due respect to him, and I'm not saying he's not as good as coach as some of those guys, and he won't be, but he's not the high profile. He's not on that level as far as being a high profile offensive, not considered to be like offensive, offensive guru per se. Here, here's all you have to say around that, bro. He's Brady's peer, and he's not as good as Brady. Yes. No. Yeah, exactly. No, without question. But there's now, a when they're like a mental, like the older generation, they had knowledge that they could impart. This one, like, like even Belichick, like I, I, I'm sure you've heard this over and over again. But, um, but Belichick, even Belichick with Brady said, uh, especially towards that the end of the career, um, end of his time there, um, because again, Brady never ever retiring, um, <laughs> end of his time in Foxborough. Um, the challenge was bringing something new, bringing a new challenge to Brady. And so I say that to say that is somebody, Bill Belichick, study, you know, the old thing, forgot more football than, you know, most of us will ever know, yada, 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 still find that challenging. There's just no way a peer can bring something to the table that would um, – elevate an already elevated game. That's what I'm saying. Right. No, no question about it. And you again, can always have a second eye on your craft. Absolutely. Right. But of course, me, I, I could, you know what I compare this to? Bringing new concepts and new things and new, new, uh, new, yeah, new concepts that a veteran quarterback would 
be engaged in and then feel comfortable in in a quick enough time. That's challenging and that's next level. And I think that's what you're referring to. But what I'm also saying that, too, that there's no like Brady's gonna get like Brady's gonna get it's gonna be kind of like what Peyton Manning and Tom Moore. Brady's getting Brady is basically the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, yeah. the offensive coordinator, the head coach. Brady is Brady's That's world. also why I mean Ty Bowles, black, everything good, but tall Ty Bowles is perfect, right? Yes, he's perfect. He's, he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy. Yes. He's not at all off. He's not going to uh, he there's no way he over. So those, those conversations are like, hey Tom, what what do right you, what you think, Tom? Yeah. It is it's Tom's playbook, period. Yes. It is yes. in the start. There's there's yes. no other part of this sentence. So this is again, this is this this was yeah. a win like Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget he'd be on in the box. Hold on him. Go find somebody. So man, yeah. Yeah. Salute salute to Tom Brady. Just, you know, just stays winning. Um Bobby Wagner goes to the Rams. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, personally I'm disappointed because I wanted Bobby Wagner on the Buffalo Bills. But that was pre Von Miller. Um, so I'm fine. Ultimately, um, with it, I, I, I very much, I very much enjoy that for the Rams. That's an excellent, excellent pickup, and that just lets you know they they're not backing down. At no, all. they're not backing down. No, and so they they see they see the NFC as we all see the NFC wide open. Um, yeah, wide open, wide open. Yep. Um, you know, is it or or is this is the same status quo? Yeah, it is. Tampa, Green Bay, yeah. you just figure it out. Um, and so, and so, yeah, and they're they're not backing down. Um, Bobby Wagner is a very, very good player. Oh no, Bobby Wagner is going to the Hall of Fame. No, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, that is a fantastic. And he still play at a high level. That's so, it is yeah. a fantastic signing. There, that that's a no. There, there's no. There's no negative in this situation. I also want to bring up too about the from the money standpoint, um, contract worth fifty million incentives could be up to sixty five million. Uh, we talk about all the Rams have done all these big contracts. The Rams have they just you know resigned, gave uh, Stafford extension, hundred sixty million, and, and what have you. I don't. I don't want to hear anything about salary cap. I like if your team wants to sign somebody and you have the right capologist working for your franchise. You can make anything happen money wise. Like so I like to the Green Bay people, I'm just going back to that about yeah, we couldn't afford both no, no, that's bullshit. You actually could have. Like stop it. Or we couldn't sign this player along with this player. No. You can make that shit happen. Like don't like we I've seen trees I've seen this how we can be twisted and manipulated so many different ten different ways from Sunday. Yeah, don't tell me there's no no there's no money per se. Yeah, they you have the right people working for it. The Rams clearly know what they're doing. Uh, from that standpoint, yeah, you can if you want a player badly, you you got Don Miller, you can make it happen. So, no, but great, that's a great signing. Um, he's still a high level player, uh, and he's I mean he and he's never the thing about it, he's never hurt, never hurt. Like he's durable. Locker room leadership, none you don't gotta do it, no bullshit with him. He just wants to play football at a high level. And that's all you like that's all you can ask for. Of course, Saturday, 
um, we get college sports to be greatest rivalry uh, in college sports, uh, even over Michigan, even over Michigan Ohio State football. Uh, I think one of the greatest rivalries in all the sport in the sports history. I would put it up there with anything, you know, maybe with the exception of say Lakers Celtics. Um, this is this is it. Um, uh, UNC Duke meeting in the tournament, not alone the final board, but in a tournament for the first time ever. A lot of that course is due to the fact that you know they have been so dominant that a lot of times it's strategic from the from the NCAA standpoint that you can't play that they try to avoid having those teams meet unless it's to the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. And uh, there's only been one other time that they could have met. That was in 91, where Duke won the championship. Of course, had that classic victory over uh, UNLV and North Carolina lost to Kansas. So, um, again, this is as good as it gets. Uh, one, one, again, this is not hyperbole. It's not hyperbole. Um, hyperbole. This is one of the biggest college basketball games ever. And one of the most anticipated ones ever. Um, period. You're talking about for the last 40 years since Krzyzewski's gotten there, they've won, these two teams have combined to win 10 championships um, and have, you know, again, have set the ball, have like been the standard of college basketball um, since he got there, you know, 42 years ago. And again, it. I when I, you know, as I'm following the NCAA tournament, it became real to me once when Carolina beat Baylor. You see Carolina beat Baylor. You see Kentucky get the bounce in the first round. And then you see, uh, you know, St. Peter's goes on their run. So they start knocking big, you know, you know, major teams out. Gonzaga loses. So that clears the way for Duke um, to, to an extent. And it's like, and you start looking, I look at the bracket, I was like, this this thing might happen. I don't want to jinx it, but this thing could happen. And then, of course, you know when you know Duke when Duke beats, beats Arkansas and get St. Peter's beats Purdue and you know beats Purdue in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, it's like all right, this this <laughs> this thing might this thing is going to happen. Um, as a Duke lifelong Duke fan, which you have been, uh, what are your thoughts leading up to this game? Yeah, I mean, like I like. There, you gave a, a great synopsis, but to me, it just it just boils down to a very simple thing. Um, this could be Coach K's last game, and yep. UNC could be the one to bounce him out. Yep, that's simple. <laughs> I mean, you put that in the top five of anything sports related. What Coach K has meant to Duke is you know off the charts. There's no there's no measuring that. What he's meant to the game of uh, NCAA basketball, you know, um, of college basketball, the college basketball, um, you know, there, there is, is immeasurable. The link to success, all those different things, you know, that adds the weight to the meaning of this being potential as last game. UNC Duke Final Four is ridiculous anyways. Um, and then um, you add you add the um the weight. That's if I elite eight. Um, you add the weight of Coach K's potential last game is it's it's in a different universe. This is this is in a different universe. This is this is all time sports things. This is just all time sports. Um, moment. 
So there, there you is have a, no. You, you couldn't have a better storyline. You couldn't. Uh, yeah, there's no cap on this. There's no cap. I mean, the ratings are going to be off the charts. Uh, four seats are running for $32,000. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Only is, is, is my answer. 32000 that's well. I mean, I'm sure it'll go up. It'll go up. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's that was. I looked on StubHub. It was like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's no. It's a it's, lot of old money at Duke. Yeah, in, in North Carolina. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty hard for the average Joe to get a ticket to this one. And you're talking about the venue. I mean, New Orleans. Like that's yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be challenging. <laughs> everybody who's everybody will be there. Yeah. Oh, the no, alumni. This, oh, this, the this, alumni. Oh this, my goodness. This is a legit big one. This is legit. Yeah. No, yeah. this is. I mean, I can make it. I mean, I can really make the case. This is the biggest Final Four game in history. I can really make that. I, I just think it's in the atmosphere of like greatest sports event of all yeah. time. Like it's, yes. it's beyond just limiting it to this. This it's it's just beyond that. It just is. And anybody who says different is uh, crazy. Yeah, you just, I mean, you just don't know. But yeah, no, this, this is, because I, I mean, listen, you know, I'm 43 years old. It got to a point where I didn't think it ever was going to happen, to be honest with you. Like, I, I really didn't, I just, I just think like certain things in sports just don't happen. I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be great, but just, it may never happen, you know. But yeah, this is one that you're going to remember, like, where you were at as far as watching it. Yeah. This one for the most. This one, yeah, it is one for just in, for the all time. Um, and you know, it's you know, it's interesting. Like, you know, like Duke came in this year as a championship contender. A bunch of NBA players. They'll have you know, they're gonna they're gonna have two top top five lottery picks or top ten lottery picks. Uh, um, North Carolina comes in, new coach. Struggles at the beginning of the season, middle of the season, then all of a sudden just catches fire. Uh, and really, really, that the Duke win at Cameron, you know, propelled them uh, to this run. I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is this is this had to happen. This had to happen this way. It had to. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. You said to tell. I mean, it absolutely had to happen. I, had, I mean, I. Got into brackets late, like no big whatever, but I had this matchup in a bunch. It had to happen. It just had to. Just had to happen. I know you're a North Carolina fan, so you were more angsty about it, and that's fine. But nope, there was no angst in my mind. This had to happen. It had to happen. You I didn't want to. I didn't want to jinx it. Thinking about it, and not I didn't have to go through North Carolina. Of course, I see them winning. So this is not you. This is this is another chapter in this final season. But it had it had to happen. Yeah, no, it, it had to it happen. Just made, yeah, it makes too much sense for it not to happen. Yeah, it makes it just it made it just makes too much sense for it not to happen. And like I said, this this would be um, really. I, I think you know, looking at the final four as a whole, like if I you know they played a late game, right? They played a late game. Um. The winner of the Kansas Villanova game really has it. Uh, will have an advance Monday. I think these two teams are going to beat the hell out of each other. I, I agree. I really do. I think this is going to be an emotional, draining. If I, I, I would want, I would want to be playing the first game, 
Um, I'm, I always think is first of all the the turnaround is quick. It's always quick in the Final Four. You go from Saturday night to Monday. It's always a quick turnaround, especially for college kids. So I always was a big believer in you really, if you had your preference, you would want to play the first game anyway uh, for more rest. But, like, you know, this in particular, I mean, that that's it's going to be a bloodbath um, from that standpoint. Um, so, you know, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, whoever wins recovers the, the recovery from uh, Monday night. Um yeah, I, I want to talk about talk to you especially about the Coach K legacy. Um, man, forty two years, you know, the five titles, what he what what he turned Duke into, you know, the Olympic gold medals. He helps resurrect the U.S. Olympic thing, which will be you know second on his perch, on his things of just incredible things he's done. Of course, behind Duke, but I I, I think. This is the last of, you know, Coach K is like the last of this of this breed that I don't we will never see anybody stay this long and you know, stay this long like this. I, I think that's that day is done. You talking about in college basketball? Yes. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I just think it as you were you were talking, it's uh Red R Rock territory. Yep. The Cleveland Browns owner, you know, like Paul Wright, like that. You're on Rushmore coaches, like just so very, very high in the air. Again, this is this is such a big deal because this is a this is a career that transcends the actual sport that it's in, right? Like it's it's bigger than just Duke. Um, Duke is a big part of it, and there's a lot that goes into that. But as you say, you bring in. The USA, it's it's just bigger than the actual sport that it is is there. And so, um, again, you do once you get to a certain level, then you you expand outside of the borders of your sport for greatness, um, because there there is no match. It's, it's John Wooden, and then you got Coach K, um, you know, and then John Wooden is way up in the atmosphere as well. So it's just it's it is. You're you're just at a very very high level of um, of compliments that you were just raining down. There's there's literally nothing bad to say when you were giving a talent, um, a coaching talent in this case of that level, their flowers. There's just literally nothing bad to say. He, um, I think the. I think the most important like thing about Coach K in regards to the basketball is how much he was the fact that he was able to evolve with the times. Um, there was a time when you know players stayed all four years. You know, you know, about twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, and you know, I remember, you know. That '99 Duke team, you know the McGetty brand, all those guys, Avery, one of the great Duke team, one of the great college basketball teams of all time that didn't win. Maybe the greatest team of all time that didn't win. Definitely the, one of the best in recent memory. They leave as freshmen or sophomores, excuse me, and he has to, you know, again he had to like he had to develop and he had to go with, go with that. Like, all right, this is the reality now. Then he starts getting 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 uh one and done players and having to do that and mix it. So 
I've seen a lot of coaches like Bobby Knight could not evolve. Like, it ended pretty badly for Bobby Knight, as great as the coach he was. And he was a great coach, but couldn't evolve. He wasn't going to, he wasn't, he wasn't going to evolve into this whole one and done and it's all about the players. It wasn't going to happen. So, um, certain coaches, like, that's, that's rarefied air to, to just continuously evolve, like, your recruiting approach, style of play. Um, you're going from good to great to immortal. That's yes. Everything you're, talk, you're talking about, you're talking, you're listing in immortal. Um, Bobby, who's the coach you were just talking about? Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Um, Bobby Brown just kept popping in my head. Bobby Knight um, was a great coach. Yes. Legendary coach. He's an immortal. Yes. And you can't be an immortal if you can't evolve over decades. No. Right? No. We're not just talking about a run. We're talking about you, you got to be doing, you have to do this for decades. Generations. Yes. You have to impact generations to be in a moral culture. You just do. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, so think about how many guys you put at that in sports or who are at that level. Um, I mean, Belichick. Yes, absolutely. Lombardi. I I would. I think Lombardi. I think Lombardi. Mm, I mean, you know that that was tough for for me for someone who didn't see. I, I wonder how much credit he gets for having the, the early being the first to get to the Super Bowl. I would pause on Lombardi. Um, me personally, Popovich. I would probably pause on Popovich as well. And probably say no to Immortal. Phil Jackson? Immortal. Thinking mm-hmm. hockey, uh, Scotty, Bo- Scotty Bowman. If I'm using my own, if I'm using my own um, judgment on this, even like a Phil Jackson, I would say no because I would say he, he impacted his game, but he didn't transcend out of that. Right. Right there. I mean, there really, there really was no evolution with Phil Jackson. He just, he just had the best players that won. Right. Which, and he won a lot. So let's. I mean, eleven championships, eleven championships. But I, yeah, I. Right. What, we, no, that's no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The but eleven. It's the impact over generations. Over, yeah, I'm, it, I'm it, was over, it was twenty years. I mean, I do. I do that. So, I do that. Yeah. We, so, right, okay. 11, I, like so, eleven I, championships. I, yeah, more. No, you said his name immediately. I said immortal, and that's right. That's yeah, correct. Eleven championships. Okay. It is. It's not. I mean, it's not even. It's not total about the championships. It's just like, and as I heard myself say those words, that's why I was like, "You're being ridiculous." Um, it like, like his impact transcends his 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 sport. It does. Pat Riley. It did. It does. Pat Riley. If I throw, if I if I throw in the general manager stuff, it, and, it, that that one is right on the line. I think I probably say yes, but five championships as a coach. That's he, right he, on he, the line. He built Miami. Into, yeah, it's. I mean, like what? I say yes. Did, I think yes. But he did to L. A. Like L. A. Still lives off of that legacy. Right. That yep. Showtime. That was that was him and Magic. Yeah. Um. Like they that that piece built it. 
you know, Kareem was amazing, but Kareem was the angry one and just didn't want to do the things that elevated LA to LA. Right, yeah, no, yeah, magic, that, magic changed. Magic, 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 it was magic and, and Jerry Bus, magic, Pat Riley. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that that's that impact is tremendous. Well, we, already, we already said uh, Brett Arback, of course. Yeah. The point yeah. is, folks, it's not that many. It's really it's like it's it's like it's not that many. I mean, we had to. I had to really scratch. Like, I'm sure if I dug harder, if I I could find. No, it's very, it's very few. You should know this. This can't be a deep list. This one can't be a deep list. Immortals are too. It should just. It is. It's the Mount Rushmore. Right. There's not. There shouldn't be a lot of room for that. And it, and we just don't know enough about hockey or soccer or something like that. You know, to bring, I'm sure like you look at different sports, you could you could pick out. But I like probably if we're, if we're being fair and honest, the 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 franchises that ring out, you could probably pick one of the coaches from them. Right. The ones that truly ring out. Right. You're talking about L.A. You're talking about the Yankees. You're right. talking about um, uh, 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 Pittsburgh. Um, you're talking about, I was trying to get like a more smaller market um, city before I go to Boston. And um, and uh, there was another one I was thinking about that just jumped out of my head. But you get what I'm saying. Like like the, 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 the things that are indisputable to sports fans and bring in casual people as well. When your name rings out like that, your franchise rings out like that, then you're in immortal status. That's like can't go anywhere in the world and people don't know your name and know your accomplishments. Coach K's that. Yep. Very much that. So definitely we'll be looking forward to just, again, one of the most anticipated college basketball games uh, in recent memory of, of all time, frankly. Yeah, I like this. Um, so, credit to Rob Sapp, you know, tossed around the idea, gave me an idea in terms of, you it's know. It's a fun exercise. It is. It's a very fun exercise. Very, it was, all the movement, oh, it's a fun exercise. It's a lot, it was a lot, I had a lot of fun with this. So, this is basically, I like my, this. this is basically my rankings of the AFC, because the AFC is whatever, whatever at the AFC. And Rob Sapp didn't care about the AFC at all. At all. Um, at all. <laughs> at this all. is my this is my I'm rankings. Not doing the Super Bowl at all. This is my rankings post. Uh, now free agency is not over, but the majority of the big names have been signed as of right now. As of like, right now, there's still right some guys. Yes, there's still all some the information left. we have at all, this Yeah, there's still some guys out there, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know we'll talk about that. But pre-draft, yep. Middle free agency trades, you know, cuts. This is my. I mean, people this, get to make billions of mock drafts. Like every other day, a different mock draft is coming out. Yes. We can do rankings. Yes. Before the draft, I get it. Right. But we can do rankings. Yeah, we can do rankings. These are, of course, there's you know seven playoff spots. These are my seven teams that I feel like will be in the playoffs. Uh, as of right now, on the 31st of March, 2022, um, Buffalo Bills. Because you know, 20 minutes from now, something crazy could happen. Yep. yep. Subject, subject, subject could change. Uh, this yep. is- <laughs> At 8, 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Got to timestamp it too. 
So the Buffalo Bills, of course, add Von Miller. They have all the makings in terms of they've yeah, taken steps. They have, of course, a top a top defense. They have a franchise quarterback. One in a foul. They have uh they have again they have all the pieces. Uh they they look the part of a Super Bowl champion motivation. Yeah. Uh you didn't you didn't you didn't you not care you didn't care at all about the offensive coordinator leaving. Nope. Um so that's not a loss. And they've taken these necessary steps um as far as battle tested and yeah. like they to me as of right now look like to me the safest team that I thought to choose to win the AFC. Um, we we ready. We be ready. Yep. I mean it, it's just that simple. We ready. It is now it's now or never. There is there is no other option. There is there's nothing else that is satisfying. When I think about what this team can accomplish and should accomplish, nothing short of a Super Bowl victory feels um, good. I had Kansas City number two. Um, I there are some people out there who, and I like this is yeah. this is this will drive this will drive you crazy about the hot take, this hot take generation, yeah. the hot take. There are some people out there who actually think that Kansas City will not make the playoffs next year, and actually picked it. I would say you need to be drug tested, and I have no respect for your opinion. The Kansas City Chiefs will be fine. They have like they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Okay. They have a boatload of draft picks that they got. They're still that is still a championship organization. I trust them. I've, I've said this countless times on the pod, on the previous podcast. Uh, you know, despite the Tyree kill trade, how much I trust this organization, they will be fine. They will be fine. They will they will be in the playoffs next year. Trust me, they will be they will be fine. Injury injuries, as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, they will be in. They will they will be in the mix. Period. Okay, so I had them number two. I again, I respect what they've done, and I respect. I actually respect the direction that they're going in as far as pivoting. To me, I think is a chess move. Um, so they had, they had number two. Uh, Cincinnati. We know how talented Cincinnati is. Joe Burrow is only going to get better. Uh, they've already addressed. They've already addressed some things on the opposite line. We know the type of players they have, Jamar Chase and the tight ends, and like they, they, you know, they are who they are as well at number three. Now it gets kind of interesting. It got fun after after those after those three. Denver Broncos. I'm a big I'm a believer in Russell Wilson. I'm a believer in that defense. The fact that they did not have to give up give up any of their core players getting Russell Wilson, um, to me was just like it was unbelievable. I you know, uh, the receivers are good. Uh, the defense was a top, was a top five defense last year. Um, I'm, I'm very high on on what Denver, on what Denver could do. I think Russell Wilson will, will have. I shouldn't even say a bounce back year because he like he didn't play poorly last year for the most part. He will be healthy this year, and I think Russell Wilson, knowing the competitor that he is, will be a man on a mission. He's a great quarterback. I don't care what y'all say. I Denver, it's like I love I, I I like the Denver Broncos a lot. Like the physicality, they run the ball, they they you know they they have a identity. They had they even had that before Russell Wilson got there. So I had them number four. Now you might might be wondering why do I have why do I have the Raiders 
Atlanta Dolphins. And I love both. I love the moves that both teams made per se. Okay. The reason why I had the Raiders above Miami ahead is because because the ball, the Raiders are going to be in a bloodbath in the AFC West. So I had to take that into consideration. I think, and I think probably pound for pound, the Raiders are slightly better than the Dolphins, considering because I, I, I because of the quarterback. But the Dolphins, let's, let's not mistake it. The Dolphins improved a lot with the moves that they made. They, they made a lot of improvements, opposite line, receivers. Um, they already had a very good defense as it is. They were nine and eight last year. Um, I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but I don't think he's bad. Um, I think he's serviceable, and we'll see if he takes the next step, next step. So I had the Dolphins at five. Raiders love the Raiders' moves. They're going to be explosive offense. Um, Chandler Jones, like I love everything the Raiders did. Look, the Raiders are going to be fun to watch. This number, this last spot was kind of was was kind of tricky because I could have went in a couple other directions. Um. I was I. It was hard for me to leave. I, I know just like I left the Chargers out. I left the Colts out. I left the Browns out. The Browns were easy because I don't think I, I mean Watson could be suspended for the entire year. So that that was, they were easy for me to leave out. The Chargers. I, I I just my gut feeling just don't. I just don't. I just never trust the Chargers. I think the Chargers on on paper the Chargers are clearly better than the Ravens. Clearly. But the Ravens have a, you know, they have, they've had a foundation of winning, extremely well coached. I think they will have a bounce back year. They do. And the Chargers don't. That's what it came down to, like pedigree. Like, I just don't trust it. It came down to trust. I trust one team. I don't trust the other. Could the Chargers, could the Chargers finish in the top three in the AFC? Absolutely, from a talent standpoint, without question. From a talent standpoint, no question about it. But I will. I, I, I listen. I played the safe here. I play. I got. I got. I, I admit it. I got conservative, and I went with the uh, Ravens. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is it's it's like super challenging because I don't have the other teams like right in front of me. So um, I don't have like any um, picks to knit because I think this is such a fun exercise. Um, I wholly agree with your number one, of course, and uh, I pretty much agree with your assessment of your number two. Um, so I'll just talk about your the list that I see right here and some of the names that you that you mentioned. I think where things get interesting for me is number three. I think I see Cincinnati having a bit of a backslide. Um, oh, wow. uh, that young team that comes up usually dips before they ascend to that level. Um, so we'll see, but that that would be that would be my prediction. And then I'm moving Miami completely off this board. And I'm absolutely putting um putting San Diego in there. Oh, okay. no, I'm putting San Diego in there. San Diego's a monster. I'm probably putting San Diego probably at number three. I, I don't have any qualms with San Diego at all. Um, I think uh, I think the what you see in um in uh because I was thinking about Joe Burrow in um, Herbert. Um, and you know how irritated I was that he got the Pro Bowl over Josh Allen. So I was yeah. very irritated. So you know, for me to be saying this 
it, it is a real 180 in my belief belief in him. But um, I, I think you're just seeing a modern day gunslinger, and so who just does who has a flamethrower and just doesn't doesn't care. Um, in there, will that lose some games? Absolutely, that they should win. Um, but uh, I think with the upgraded talent around around him, um, my God, I can't. I mean, like that that that. But anyways, um, it is going. It's going to be. It's going to be very, very, very. I, I'm a big believer in um, San Diego, um, so I would probably have them in the Bengals slot. I love your Broncos at number four. I agree with you. That's the move that started all of this. Honestly, that's the move that started all of this. Um, I am not as high as some people are on the offensive talent around Denver, but I am very high on the talent of Russell Westbrook. He is a game. Wilson. Wilson. Russell Wilson. He is a game. I heard myself say it. Russell Wilson. He is a game changer um, in in uh in, in football. And so um I I I hate that he's in AFC um because it is just it just makes it uh crazy. I love where you have um I love where you have the Las Vegas Raiders, I would be tempted to move them higher. I love the Devontae Adams trade. Yep. I love that trade. I I thought the Raiders were going to be the team to back down. Um, and they're not. And um, and so I love them where they are. Honestly, real as we dive into the the um AFC West, this could all flip flop. I could easily see the argument. Where Denver and Vegas flips, where Kansas City, Denver flips, where Kansas City Raiders. The Raiders have never been afraid of the Chiefs. And now they have the firepower to punch them in the mouth, right? And to go back at them on defense. So I could see an argument for the Raiders being over the, the Chiefs. Um, the, Ra- the Ravens are an enigma. Part of me says we haven't seen them at their best for so long that we've discounted them a little bit and part of me says they might have missed their opportunity right to be the dominant team in the afc and so now they're in the mix i i, I think you, they, you're right right on they're right there they're in that slot of um could be six or seven i think they are perfectly slated they'll be battling the colts um for the for the last playoff spot in the, you know, the third slot in the, whoever's third in the AFC West, um, that, that'll kind of be, be in that level. Um, it'll be so fascinating to see where Lamar Jackson's game is this year, because yep. the book definitely got written on him, which we knew it would eventually get to just destroy him. Doesn't matter about anything else. Just hit him over and over and over again. And the strategy worked. The Ravens aren't in the playoffs. So it'll be so interesting to see what that looks like next year. Again, I know the patient teams get a lot of love, but with so many teams in front of you being so aggressive about improving their teams and you just stand pat when it really felt like you needed to upgrade offensively, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I. I I see them exactly in that slot that you are, and I can see arguments for other teams um, actually being being ahead of them. But um, this is an amazingly fun exercise to do, and you could flip it so many different ways. 
here are uh, some of the most notable. Um, all right, before that, we get to there are some of the notable free, uh, remaining free agents. What team off that off that list besides the Chargers? Because I know you're high on the Chargers. Do you think could break into that list? What team do would you have the most confidence that wasn't on the oh. list that could break into that list? The Colts. Colts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I joke and I kid about Matt Ryan. Um, they still have a lot of talent. There's a lot but, of talent. Uh, yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And if Matt Ryan plays, he does have to be great for them to get into the playoffs. That's not that We're not talking Super Bowl contender. We're talking about which team can get into the mix of being in the playoffs, and the Colts absolutely can with um, decent, you know. They they got they were right there with um the commanders shining stud of a quarterback. <laughs> um, so so uh if Matt Ryan is just decent, I they 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 could they they're in the mix. They're in the mix. The commanders. All right. Here yeah. we go. Here we yeah. go. Sorry, I know we tried to go the whole episode without mentioning. No, I, it's, you know, it's almost like I could avoid. With no, the you can't. No, no. I mean, if if Chad if Chad were on this episode, I couldn't avoid the Knicks. So it's you know, it's one yeah. of those things. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's bound. Right. It's going to happen. Oh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson yes, Wentz. Yes, he's the one who did it. <laughs> we would have been successful without mentioning him. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um. Here are the remaining noble free agents. Um. Which names? intrigue you the most on, on, on this list right here? I mean, you obviously, you see Odell Beckham Jr. on the list, and that becomes immediately intriguing. Does he stay or well, does he go? Before we go into it, it's torn, torn ACL. Let's, let's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I saw it. I saw it. I saw yeah. it. Um, still amazingly intriguing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, does he stay or does, does he go is, right. is the other one. Um, Stephon Gilmore is another name that's been kicked around a lot, um, especially in the AFC East circles. Um, I'm not, I'm not terribly excited about about him. I think uh, again, like a Gilmore on the Rams, scary. A yeah. Gilmore on, let's name one of those other teams we we're even talking about, like a Gilmore on the. Uh, the um Chiefs, how about the Chiefs? Fine. Yes, perfect. Gilmore and the Chiefs, not worried. Right? Like I, I don't think he has the physical gifts that flash that's just like, oh, he's a problem anywhere he goes. He needs to be um in the right in the right system, coached by the right people, and then he then he could be a beast. Um Tyron Tyron Matthew, I, I think in again in the right situation, good. He's a veteran presence anywhere he goes, which is positive. Um, I've never been high on Jadavia Clowney, so no, I just can't no, never, him. no. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him. No, yeah, no. I, I've never been, never been high. Um, you put Jarvis Landry. We, can, nice I get Jarvis Landry on the veterans' middle, cheap on the bills. Yeah. Oh, yes. My goodness. Let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. So every, I say that to say the other guys that I see on this list, their contracts and fit are going to be everything. What about your guy? What about your guy, Jerry Hughes? What do you think about him? I think Jerry Hughes is a lesser version of a Bond Miller, right? Okay. So it's like you bring in a veteran who can get you pressure under 
under certain conditions. His conditions just aren't as vast as a Von Miller. So could you see same a scenario age, like the Philly, the not the Phillies, just the Eagles cut Fletcher Cox and then cut resigned him like a couple of days later. Could that could you see a scenario with that with Jerry Hughes? I, I, I hope that's a scenario. I actually was thinking that the other day. So I kind of hope that's where that goes. You you read my mind on that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, we both expect Grant to go back to <laughs> Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he is. Uh, Clay's uh, kid was interesting to me. Uh, he, they're talking about he could retire. I don't, I mean, okay. did not play, did not play well this year. I don't know how much is left in the tank, to be honest with you. But like I said, he is a pass rusher, so you know, you never know. Uh, we Who's obviously know Knicks. That one, the Akeem. How do you say yes. that? Yeah. Why is that name not immediately flashing something to me? What do you with the? Because he was the boy. He was with the Bears. Who do you play for? The Bears. Yes. That's why. That's Thank why. you. That's why. <laughs> That's why. There you go. Okay. No, no, tell the player. I'm like, why is that not? Why yeah, I, no. every other name I'm flashing hey. plays and everything? I He's the player. No, tell the player. Plays Campbell. You said I was like, yep, that's right. He did. That's what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, a kid? No, nothing. Nothing's coming to mind. Nothing was coming to mind. <laughs> no, yeah. yep, you're correct. <laughs> Even Eric Fisher. I was like, finally got. It. I was like, oh yeah. Okay, I, I, I just can't. I can't. I can't get anything. Bears, where careers go to die. Got yeah, it. no. This, I mean, my goodness. Yes, the Bears. Jeez. Yeah, it's gonna be the draft is gonna be very. I mean, I watch the draft every year, but I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm already locking into the draft. Like I've been, I mean, I've been following it, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be some fireworks in the draft. They're gonna be a lot. And it's like, gonna be inter- so interesting because it's not gonna be quarterback centric this year, right? So you're right. actually going to really see teams like draft needs. Have to build, yeah, draft. Yeah. They have to build. They have to build their roster through a draft. Yeah. They're gonna actually add pieces that aren't just names that everybody's just shouting out loud. I so think. I'm very this, I mean, this is a prediction I would make. I will make this prediction, and I, I don't think it's you know I. I, I it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of obvious. I think this, especially at the top. I think you, you, you will see more teams draft on needs than potential than than you have in a, in a while. I really do. Oh, like, that's a good one. I thought you were going to say a team is going to reach on the quarterback. Oh, of course. That's going. Yeah, no, that's going. You know, that's going to happen. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. That's that. That goes. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Going. That's going. That's I like that. Yeah. But I, I think you're going to see more teams just like attack that. their needs. Yeah, yep. I like that. I agree. I like um, that because I mean, because I mean, obviously, because of the trades that we that we've seen, but also the fact that, and we talked about this on a previous podcast. It is a the NFL is a win now now league. Teams not we now. I'm not waiting for you to develop three four years. Like no, you got to play right now. Yep. Like I'm not with like you know we see this in the NBA a lot. Of course, the NBA draft is not. Anywhere near as deep as far as talent, but you see, you'll see it a lot once it get to get past a certain point. We're drafting on potential, and we're drafting some projects. Yeah. Ah, that's not happening in the NFL in the first couple of rounds. Like these teams, these players that get drafted, they're going to be expected to produce immediately. <laughs> like we're not waiting for you to develop. No, you got you. Well, <laughs> you gotta what play. it ultimately comes to is the good franchises do wait for development. 
the bad franchises chase, and then yep. um, there are the ones that can like find it in between, and those turn out to be you know like the Patriots and crazy craziness and the Lakers when they're on it, um, and teams like that, right? And so, um, and so right now we're seeing a fluctuation, and um, you know to your point. We will see if the Andy Reeds win out at the end of the day. Because I agree with you. They are pivoting. And they are pivoting at a time when it makes sense to pivot. Yep. So I yep. love their strategy. But at the same time, I hate what Green Bay did. Am I a hypocrite? I don't know. Right. We got to see it play out yep. over the year. Um, to kind of like to, to, see, <laughs> to see exactly... To see exactly Yo, like what like what's going on. You made me think about something with Tyreek Hill. Did you see the press conference when they were like, "Did you ever consider the how close were the Jets?" He was like, "The Jets, the Jets, <laughs> I dated the Jets." The Jets were surprised they was in that conversation. They were like, "Wait, where is this? <laughs> what?" He's like, "The Jets." We got a chance. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because literally, it was like the Jets thought, and then like ten minutes later, it's like he signed with the Dolphins. Like, <laughs> the, like the Jets had no chance to get Tyreek Hill. No, the Jets were surprised they was in this conversation. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, like, Tyreek camps. So a reporter asked them. A blogger asked them. So what's that? He's like, yeah, I think once we might have like said the Jets out loud. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like that was the story that ran with. Like and Tyreek, oh, nope, 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 get that out of here. Never ever. All right. All right. So yeah, I can't. I'm very anticipating this uh, this NFL uh, this draft. And folks, I'm telling you right now, watch out. Now all the big moves have been made for the most part, but it's the moves that get made from here on moving forward as far as free agency that go the un- these un- these small moves that make all the difference as far as depth. Gotta build a roster. You have to build. Yes, you have to have. You have to have a complete fifty-three man roster. Period. That can withstand a seventeen-game season and soon to be eighteen games. <laughs> as at eighteen, yep, exactly. Um, I always say, or de- definitely very recently, to appease myself, but also it's a real thing. Um, as fans, we can freak out and do all this wild random crazy thought experiments and this and all that my franchise can't do that no and no um it's been wild experiencing watching my franchise be run horribly for so long and getting so used and comfortable to that to coming out of that and that being such a weird experience too being like wait hold on we actually make smart logical decisions now that are sound and reasonable um, and that don't sacrifice the short term for the, for, I mean, don't sacrifice the long term for the short term. Like all these standard that should be easy to apply concepts, but when you're run by Harville franchise and you root or your fan Harville, it just seems like magic when it happens. And, um, and so like, like to everything that you're 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 saying, it is the good to great franchises that make their money now. Yep. This time. Yep. Yep. All right, let's get to the bullshit. Yep. Um so Gotta talk this, about it. Yep. 
just to give some context in regards to the Oscars, I've been, I there was a point in my life where I used to religiously watch the Oscars year in and year yeah, out. You really used to enjoy them. I really did. I mean, every like I, I it was like I would break it down like I would a sports sports, and you know I the the pre shows all the shit loved it. Yeah, I remember. Um, I would say within the last decade, um, I was just like, oh shit, is that what you're about to say? I was just like, nah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of out. I'm out. I don't know what I don't I don't even remember, I don't even remember the particular year or particular moment. I was just like, eh, I'm good. I'm actually good. Um, so the last, definitely the last four to five years, I what I'll do is I will watch like the end of the show to where the big big categories, you know, best actor, best picture, best actress. That that's normally my move. That has been that has been has been my move has been my move for the last four or five years. So on Sunday night, I got to a point because I I really was anticipating. And everybody knew. Everybody knew that Will Smith was going to win, but I was anticipating a hey, Will versus Denzel. Let me, you know, let's see, let me see what happens. I got too late. Uh, when I got, when I, when I turned it on, Anthony Hopkins was doing the presenter. And of course we know the previous best actor always does is vice versa. Best actor does the best actress and you know the previous best actress introduces the best actor. So Hopkins was on. And I was like, damn, I just, you know, missed it. So then I look on YouTube, and I just—I was about to go to bed. And I was like, I'll just catch the highlights, whatever, on YouTube and clips. Any if there's any speeches that are worth, you know, notable, I'll, you know, they're YouTube clips. But then I see this, you know, Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith hits Chris Rock, and I'm like, I—I I didn't see, like, I didn't click on the video. I just looked at the the headline, and I'm, you know, with the internet, you just never know. Like, it's it's clickbait city with the internet and i'm like um, immediately when i see it I, when i see it, when i'm pressing the video to start i'm thinking like oh he must have just went up there and joked and they you know because they had, you know, went up there and fake you know fake box not fake box but just went up there and joking but then i press the video and, and i and i watch what happened and i must have ran it at least like 10 times and i'm like what am i watching here like what the fuck just actually happened um as everybody knows you know chris rock told some jokes uh he told the, the he told three bad jokes at that says you know basically uh the last one you know uh jada you look like uh oh, you know look like a character in gi gi jane gi jane 2 you said yeah, exactly. Out. I know. I know. Will, 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 yeah. <laughs> Will, Will might come from uh, yeah, fly from know. LA. <laughs> wow. Yeah, here over the streets. So um, he says that. He says that, and then Will Smith proceeds to walk, calmly walk, then run, walk, and smack, smack the shit out of Chris Rock, and you know the immediate reaction was, like, you know, hey, this must be a bit. You know, this is not real. This must be a bit. This must be a bit. Um, it wasn't a bit. Um, Will goes back to his seat. You know, yells what he yelled. You know, we all know what he yelled. Uh, we all know what he yelled. Um, now the latest on it, the latest that I've heard as far as the from the fallout. So a couple things that happened. 
Uh, there's a video of, you know, Will Smith, not Will Smith, Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith, uh, Jay Pickett Smith laughing after it happened. Saw that. Uh, Chris Rock addressed it at his comedy show last night in Boston. He said, I'm still trying to process it. He got a standing ovation. Uh, he was, you know, in tears. Uh, he says, I'm not, basically, I'm still processing it. I, eventually, I will talk about it, but just not right now. Um, will Smith was asked to leave the Oscars by the Academy. He refused to leave. Refused, he refused, refused to leave. So that came out. Um, so that's that's kind of like the where we're at. Will Smith, of course, apologized on via social media, if you call that an apology, um, on uh, Tuesday, Thursday, on I think Tuesday. I think, yeah, it was Tuesday. Uh, and there was a fake apology that was coming around from Chris Rock that never happened. Like Chris Rock's people was like, no, we actually, this is an internet, some internet hoax. We haven't, yeah, my, we haven't sent out that Chris didn't make any statement or apologize to Bill Smith. Which he shouldn't, by the way. Um, so here, here's here's my take on it. Um, I don't think it was a bit, but I think that Will Smith. I think that this was premeditated by Will Smith. I'm not buying the whole. He just snapped, and in that moment, just blanked out, and which he could have. But I, I think I'm looking at Will Smith. This is what you got to remember about Will Smith. I think was lost as we've watched him being clowned the last couple of years with you know entanglement and all this shit that's going on in his personal life. This is a very smart guy. Okay. You don't get to become the biggest movie star for a decade by he got to that level because of how strategic he was in terms of how he coordinated and curated his career. If you remember, I gotta get an alien. That was that was one of his famous lines in terms of he he won he he had this vision of being the biggest movie star in the world. And he became, and to his credit, he had an insane work ethic. He became that. And he was, he was that for the better part of eight to 10 years. Okay. This is a smart guy. So I feel 100% I believe that he went into this saying, if Chris Rock says anything about Jada, I'm going to smack the shit out of him. Now you say, well, why? What, what rhyme or reason besides revenge on Chris Rock? Bingo, check mark. So there are a couple of boxes here that he checked off. Revenge on Chris Rock, check. It's his night. You know, he's going to win. A, he knew he was going to win an Oscar, check. He plays the whole uh, protecting black women, which, about, which, by the way, worked because a number, I've heard a number of black women, I've heard women that people that I know that are defending Will Smith. I, I know personally that are defending Will Smith. And have you know read a ton of comments saying that's what I want my man to protect me like that. So he played he he hit, he hit that card. He also hit the humanity card. Will's been through a lot of trauma. Uh, he came out with this book a couple a couple a month about a couple months ago about the trauma you know that he dealt with growing up. So from a humanity, he he checked that box. He checked all the boxes. And this was this is what happens, folks, people, when you are addicted to fame and addicted to being famous and being a celebrity all will smith had to do was show up it was going to be his night he was going to win he was a overwhelming favorite everybody in the building knew he was going to win that oscar it's a crowning achievement of his long story career 
He literally, all he had to do was show up and do a speech. Instead, that wasn't enough because he wanted us to be talking about him like we are right now, five days later. Okay? So I think that he premeditated that this was pre-planned. Um, and unfortunately for Chris Rock, you know, he, he was the victim of, of this. Um, and as far as those of you who want to say, uh, well, you don't talk about another man's wife. Chris Rock is a comedian. This is what Chris Rock does. You go there, you know, a comedian of Chris Rock is going to be there. You might get them jokes. It's just that simple. If you don't want to get the jokes, if you don't want to get the jokes, don't go to the Oscars. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I like I, I like how you started where you're, you're talking about like how you um, how how the information even came to you. So uh, I definitely didn't see anything live. I was dead asleep. Um, Oscars I figured that nothing to me at all, um, at all. Um, so uh, so um, <clears throat> so I wake up at kind of like my usual time, and one of the things that I do. Um, in the morning is I, I allow myself, I check my phone in the morning and eat it. I'm good I, in, in between. So look at my phone and the first thing I see is slap her round the world. I don't know anything else. I just see it either was up like a blur. I don't know what is this. I remember seeing a slap her, slap her round the world. I was thinking to myself with a war going on, what slap could possibly be news? And then the article came up and now I was like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, and then I went to a video immediately um, and uh, then saw the whole thing and went, that's really crazy that that happened. Um, and so all the different dialogue, all the different things, I've, I enjoyed the joking around about it. I've enjoyed some of the, the, the serious conversation and dialogue. I'm not even going to that because I finally identify like, the first thing I remember when I first watched the video without any other voices in my head, when I first watched it, I remember feeling very uncomfortable and being like, why do I feel uncomfortable? Um, and, uh, and it was because, I mean, like I've, I've gotten to like the, the real root of it, but I, the in-between was because I was watching something that wasn't funny. This was not entertainment. This was not something to be consumed like oh this is a people are having a good time right so um so uh i i i identified why i felt uncomfortable and then i got to the point where i figured out why it made me so uncomfortable and the reason why sounds very simple it is a overreaction right like we've all seen overreactions we I, a lot of us can agree that this is an overreaction regardless of what you think about the ensuing incident this is an overreaction. But then yeah, it really kind of like I, when I dove into it, I was like, well, we've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of different overreactions. Why is this one bothering you? And I looked at it. I was just like, because it's not an equal reaction. Meaning the joke Chris Rock said, no matter how you think about the joke. And I had opinions on the joke initially at first and why, how that invalidated us happened. I, I no longer uh, think that. I think that um, it just wasn't equal. The joke made his wife uncomfortable. Will Smith didn't make Chris Rock uncomfortable. It's one thing if Chris Rock does the joke, Jada's uncomfortable, and Will claps back at Chris Rock verbally. Right. That's one thing, right? Um, 
it's another thing also if Chris Rock made Jada feel physically uncomfortable, then you have to react physically as a man. We all get that. But it's the, he made her feel um, uncomfortable emotionally and you reacted physically. That doesn't seem equal at all. Um, and so I think that's my problem with the action and that is ultimately my problem with the, I mean, ultimately my problem with the action and then my a big problem I had with this acceptance speech at the end of the night. I thought it was a rambling, babbling, effing mess of a, of a just, uh, the speech made it so much worse for me. It really, really did. It made it so much worse for me. Because you can't just like, you can't be, I was like, what? You're talking about peace, love, how you're an agent for peace and and everything, and you just smack the ish out of a man on live television to the world. Also, I do have to acknowledge this as I'm feeling myself getting more and more angry. I do have to acknowledge that it is very disappointing to see middle-aged men, black men, let's just say what it is, act a fool for the world to consume. It's very disappointing. And that's that's where that's where some of my anger is coming from at this situation. But when I just look at it for what it is, it feels unjust. It feels like an overreaction and um, an overreaction at the worst possible times. There are literally a billion different ways to handle that situation better on both parts, but particularly on Will Smith's part. Um, there's only one way to handle that situation worse, and Will Smith chose that way. Well, Regardless, he chose it before, in the moment, or after. It all equals assault, surreal. Doesn't no, matter. It's pure, it's pure. So here, here's the thing. But here's the thing: two of the three people involved showed restraint. Okay, so Will Smith smacks Chris Rock. Uh, no, no, let's go even go back to that. Chris Rock tells a joke about Jada. Jada, he all Jada did was real, roll her eyes. Real. He laughs. He laughs. No, no, no. I'm talking about, no, no, no. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm talking no. About I'm just saying. He, no, no, no. no. He laughed. Like, no, like, no. You said his reaction was he goes, I'm just pointing out. He laughed at the joke. He laughed at the joke. Right. Thank he you. laughed. I'm glad you brought it. He laughed. It wasn't until he turned around that thing yeah, changed. Before he, before he looked, turned around and looked at Jada. But Jada, Jada showed restraint. All she did was roll her eyes. That's, that's restraint. That's restraint. Chris Rock gets smacked in the face. Doesn't react. Does not react and kept go, kept the show going. He gets the Nobel Peace Prize, in my opinion. <laughs> like what? Like I'm like so. Two of the three people showed restraint. Well, the, there ain't no way. There no, ain't no. Oh no, no. They there ain't no, no. Me and there, ain't no that, there, there is no more. Over. over. There is over. no more. There's gonna be over. commercial break after commercial break. <laughs> I'm rumbling all throughout <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> mofo until all the police come and drag everything out of there. Oh, uh, they, no. The Oscars would have been over. No, you're not just gonna come up and slap me. I'm no. sorry. No. I'm not a violent person. No, no. I'm not. Sorry. No. I don't purport to be any that, of these no. things. But now, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, that's a no. That's a hard no. No. Nope. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. He's a bigger. I, I, I will wholeheartedly admit Chris Rock is a bigger man than me. No, without question. No, without question. No, no. Is it like without question? Here's the thing. I and again, I um I had to think about this too, and from a perspective as an educator, we both are educators. Do you know how many times? I've had oh, to restrain I, myself 
Oh, but I'm talking about physically because I I don't work. I haven't worked in high school in like seven to eight years where I had to like actually break out fights and kids bigger as big as me or even bigger than me, things of that nature. So most of my most of my career I've been working with smaller kids. So it's never really been that it, like I haven't had to restrain myself physically from where I yeah, I really want to hurt this kid for say from that standpoint. It's more ninety nine percent of it has been psychological and mental. We gotta do it all. We that that we are adults. That's what you are supposed to do as an adult, as in terms of restraining yourself. Will Smith is fifty three years old. Well, I, I thought 50. you also were gonna go. How many times? I thought you were gonna go. How many times we tell our kids? Not yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going yeah. there too. Right. No. Let Let me tell you something. I'm going there too. Um. So. Can I say this to a straight face to a child when? Oscars. Will just got respect. Right. No, sat it, down, had a great this, dinner, got an award. This is the scary part to me. Um, what? This this is the scary part of this situation. situation that that because you'll get rewarded greatly for it. Think about uh, think, uh, think about this, right? Yeah, think about this, right? You you see, like I said, a kid, somebody watching, sees Will Smith smack a kid, smack a dude. Get an, get an award and get a standing ovation for the award, yep. and then, yep. and then, and then dancing at the pre party, at the post party, at the, oh, yeah, at the yeah. party. They, they got, yeah, they got video of the party. Yeah, he's partying. He's partying. Absolutely, he's having a great time. So the scary part for me is I'm always I, I always try to tell them tell talking to kids about controlling your like yep. about restraint yep. and about sure. you know like we you know. Think about. I mean, we are we are grown men. Ninety ninety nine percent of the ninety nine percent of the stuff you deal with, you're gonna have to use your mind, not your fist for. Ninety nine percent of the stuff you over the course of life. Yep. So that's what pissed me off about the reaction and the defense of Will Smith. Like you know, and I'll get to the protecting black women thing in a second. But we we're talking about violence. That was an assault. Period. That was a that was a pure that was a that's yeah, called you, just, you can't hit people, Rel. Can't no. You just can't no. hit people. Can't go that, that was a pure doesn't matter if they made people they made you sad. It really doesn't. You can't hit them. No. You just can't. So, they said something mean to you. Yep. Yep. Still can't hit them. We have these conversations all day, all the time. And I am I correct? Yes. Yep, I get it. He called you the biggest, ugliest, fattest thing he's ever seen. Yep. Still can't punch him. Can't no. choke him. Sorry. Can't do no. it. Can't do it. Yeah. No. Why? Because your physical body is not hurt. That inside pain, grown man I'm talking to now, grown man I'm talking to, that inside pain, guess what? That'll go away really quickly. Bruises take a little bit of time. So um, just just for all those, all those different, all those different. The fact of the matter just simply comes down. You may not hit somebody because they hurt your feelings. No. no. It's as simple human nature as it can get. You just may not. Yeah, but it, unfortunately, it, in the world we live in, being famous and wealthy give you certain privileges that the rest of us don't just get to enjoy. Yeah, and that I'm glad you made that because that's going to lead me to why, like, and again, I'm not trying to like I. I'm not going back and forth and trying to. I'm not railing or attacking going attacking black women. I wholeheartedly agree that black women are the most disrespected beings that they get they get shit on daily. 
daily. Racism, sexism, all that, without question. But sisters, that's not what Will Smith did is not protecting you. It is not. And if you have a husband, a son, and they do what Will Smith did, they can. He's going. He's either going to go to jail. Or he's going to end up dead. Period. He's not going to get that privilege to do smack somebody and go back to his seat and without no consequences. So please take that in consideration when you defend defend this dude. You know, I think we just get. I think it got to a point to where it was feelings over facts. Like people like love the Smiths and Jay. You know, Jada's feelings. You know, they, because Will's and Jada's feelings were hurt, we dismissed the facts that there was an assault. And that shit, that shit never happened, you know. So I can't like I again. I would in a thousand years will never, ever defend defend that action ever. Um, to your point, clear overreaction. Um, and you know, you know, Chris Rock gets the worst of it from a standpoint from like. Yeah, he's gonna make a ton of money from these ticket sales and what have you. But, but here's the thing: he got smacked. Number one, he uh, he's viewed as being he's being called soft for not retaliating, and he's being attacked for the joke he made about Jada Pinkett. So Chris Rock got got hit from all angles. Here. all angles. Versus nobody comes out of this looking good. Nobody, no, there's no, yes, nobody, nobody, nobody. There were no, <laughs> there were no winners, none, no, no, there were no winners in that. This should have never happened. No, ever. This no. is not a thing that anybody was worried about. That one of the celebrities would walk up and smack another slide. Nobody was worried about it. Nobody's ever been concerned about that in the history of Oscars ever. I want to address one one last part of it, the reactions to to it as well, um, because there was like three specific reactions. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Craig Melvin, and Stephen A. Smith basically said the same thing. You know, you can't do that on that stage. It makes us it makes us look bad, uh, so on and so forth. And first of all, the Oscars. I I and I'll say this. With all of my chest, I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. Okay, we are all black. Will Smith does not represent Cyril William Gerald Quinn. Period. His actions don't represent me in any way, shape, or form. Okay, stop trying to appease a group of people who don't give a fuck about you in terms of stereotypes and the perceptions. Stop. The big conversation should be, it shouldn't even be come down either ways. It's how we treat each other as human beings. Period. From that standpoint. So I, I like, I don't want to hear this, you know, you know, I don't want to hear this tap dancing. Oh, you, you know, it's the Oscars. You can't, you can't do that. That behavior is, that, that behavior is not okay in, the, in a room where if it was just Chris Rock and, and uh, Will Smith. That would be if they were with nobody watching. That behavior is not okay. So, like, I don't, I, like, I don't give a shit that they were, it was the Oscars or, you know, and, and, you know, for all these white people, please. I'm not like, no, this group. You have a you have an establishment that doesn't give a shit about you, but you care about 
the perceptions of what they may think about your actions. No, like enough of that. That was that to me, the bigger picture, the big thing is how we treat each other as people, white, black or anything. There's a problem. That's not how you treat a person at any level. So that kind of annoyed me um, in terms of some of the reactions uh, that um, that came from this. But again, you know, we'll getting back to my original point. Will Smith, this is Will Smith is a is addicted to being famous. And I think I, I don't think that he I, I don't think that he just I don't think he can he can't live without like the attention. It's, it's one thing, it's 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 a dangerous thing with, with validation. Like when you are constantly searching, seeking someone's validation. Because it becomes, you get to a point where it's it's really unfulfilling. Because when you don't get the validation, it's like it's something wrong with me. Or when you do get the validation, it's like you want you crave more. So I that's you know that's where I think he's at in his life, unfortunately. And, and again, he does have a lot of trauma. A lot, some of, a lot of his traumas, does be honest, is self induced. To be honest with you, when you are like Mister Hollywood and you know want to be in the spotlight constantly um you know put all your business out when all your business out there and you crave the fame that's what happens you know it you know it takes you apart piece by piece so um yeah there were no winners in this um it you know it's to your point it never ever should have happened that's the bottom line never should happen Who won the week? Wow. Um, wow. In the NFL? No, just in, like, let's say, I, let's wow. say sports. I mean, let's say sports. Yeah, let's no. Sports. I mean, wow. I, it's, it is, oh, man, you hate to say it, but it's, I think it's so true. Any news is good news. And for something that is struggling to be, noticed as like the Oscars and for all eyes to be on you, even for something as stupid as this, I think you like that. I do. I think they like that. I, I want to say they don't, but it, it just doesn't feel right to say that they don't. So I'm going to go with the Oscars. News coverage. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that. It's hard. I don't want to give it. Well, no, here's, well, here's, I mean, here's, here's, I mean, look, here's, here's, I don't think that's bad for them. I don't. No, I mean, no, it's gonna be. I mean, it's. I mean, listen, we look. You know, this is what I do. We're at a place yeah. in society yeah. where no, there's no such thing as bad attention. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to make it negative for them, but I was just like, no, I don't think it is. I think they're fine with this attention. I yes. really do. Yeah, I think, I think they are fine. too. I think they're actually more than fine with that. I think they're very pleased with this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I can't, I can't disagree. I, now, from a, if we just stick into sports, I was going to either say Brady or Kyrie Irving. NCAA. Oh, 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 Duke. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yep, yep. You know, March Madness. Yep, March Madness. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send out the text. Should we get up? This week? you know. That's very few games I do that for. Yep. 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 No. North Carolina, North, yeah, Marshman is one. You know, you're already thinking 
you're having dreams of NFL numbers. Let's say that. Yes. Big time dreams of, of NFL numbers. Um, if not larger. Now, I think you can dare to dream larger than that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Question. Um, one, one last thing before I let you go. Oh, less. Um, you were very high on Atlanta, the season premiere Atlanta. What were, what were your thoughts? It was really good. It was really good. Um, here, here, like, I, it's, it would take me too long to, to like really break down. Just a quick synopsis. They don't got a good, 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 good deal. Because that's not Atlanta. I'm just going to give the, my overview um, of, of what I think the show is doing. I think the show was on a Sopranos level, meaning that it, when I thought about this a lot, meaning that it doesn't necessarily need to tell a linear story. And honestly, doesn't want to tell a linear story. When I think about that first episode, I think about that Sopranos episode. I compare it to that Sopranos episode where they were lost in the woods and the guy oh, ran away. Yeah. This is to me probably found the right. best Sopranos episode ever. Exactly. So that's why I put that Atlanta episode in there. You really need to rewatch it and reorganize your thoughts because it's not a it's not a continuation of anything. It is a singular entity of art. Yeah, that that's the only way I can express that episode. Um, that's what that was. It was amazing, and I can't express the ways that it was amazing to me because it was also deeply personal at the exact same time. Well, done. just well done. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it was a powerful. They're good. Yeah, they're it was good. a powerful episode. They're, they're good. They're good. They're good at what they do. Yeah, no, they're, good. <laughs> they're they're very good. Yeah, no, they are. Have you watched any of the Lakers? HBO. Uh, no, still yeah. not yet. Still, nope. okay. still nope. okay. Are you enjoying it? I am. I actually am because they're even though I'm a you know diehard Lakers uh, fan and you know that was still like an era where I was too young to follow it from day to day. So right. I'm learning new stuff as we go along, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, you learn new stuff about your your a franchise that you you know really for for all these years and. Oh. Um, I know that a lot of stuff is true because there are some pissed off people. That's how I know that. <laughs> That's how I know that. <laughs> when you also, it's a cool time for us in particular because the content creators are our ages. And so they're making stuff that we, that of course, they're fascinated, but it's people in our era that would right. So the stuff we're fascinated by as well. So right. You're absolutely right. Like that, and that's a great selling point to it. That's going to really, that really elevated my interest in looking at the day to day, the new stuff that will be uncovered. I really like that. I the like cast, that. The, the cast is incredible. I mean, the, the cast is just insane. Um, yeah, they nailed it with the cast. And again, just, you know, seeing, showing you the intricacies and how the sausage was made in terms of what. Jerry Buss did to, you know, bring Showtime and kind of really start, you know, basically change the game of basketball from that standpoint, from a, you know, turn into just, you know, uh, a form of entertainment and how just how it all just came together. Like, it just, like, it's, it's you know, it's incredible to watch. Like, I, I'm really, like, I knew I would be into it as a Laker, but, I, like, I'm into it, into it. Like, it's very, very well done. Um, 
again, there are some pissed off people. Uh, <laughs> I know Jerry West is not happy. Uh, Magic, you know, which you know, which is, which is going to be expected. But look, just here's the thing: from a credibility standpoint, there there's not a better channel in terms of documentaries, limited series. HBO is the top of the heat. Period. HBO. Nobody is nobody has done it does it better than HBO. They so they had that crap, but like they like I when they when they put their foot into something and the research, I know it was well researched. I know that it's gonna be as accurate as it possibly can be. Of course, everything it's, it's television, so it's not gonna have every single single fact. That's just not gonna happen. They, it is still a television show at the end of the day. But HBO, HBO doesn't play any games when it comes to stuff like this. Like they, you know, it's HBO. So um, I strongly recommend it if you're just a fan of the NBA fan. And again, this is just showing you how the sausage was, was made, you know, with, with, in terms of with how the Lakers came about and that, that whole era. And there are, again, there are a lot of number of stories that I just didn't know about that I actually, you know, some of the stuff that I actually was did some research on to look to, to dig deeper. That's tells you that that's when you know it's a great it's a you know, it's a great show when you like oh I, I want to find out more about this like out you know with this coach and that and what have you in this story. So no, it is extremely well done. Um, again, they nailed it with the cast. They absolutely they one hundred percent nailed it with the cast. So I definitely uh, would uh, strongly uh, recommend that. Um, so. That is going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, thanks to one Robert Sapp for joining me. Have a good one. And uh, you take it easy. And I wish I would say good luck, but I don't wish you good luck. <laughs> nah, nah. We, we, let's, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it Don't be that. Best, best, best team. A, A versus A. A game versus A game. Yep. That, that's what, that's, that's yep. honestly <laughs> what, what I, what I would like to see. Like, I did, like, did you, so, so, UNC did nothing for Coach K, and I was like, "Okay, that's what. Why would they do something for Coach K? Like, would they, anybody expect UNC to honor Coach no. K? Like, no. come on. It would. It, like, it would be. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> if you're, if, yeah, no. If you understand the rivalry, you, that that's not. Even that's not. Nice. It shouldn't have been a surprise. No. 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 All right, brother. All right, sir. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. This podcast will be up later on this evening, or I should say early this morning, because um, I got a couple podcasts that are going to be up. Uh, we did, of course, a the Snowfall Snowfall Season 5, Episode 7 podcast, and also this one as well. I will see you next time. Enjoy your weekend. So long.